Shalom Mishpocha. Shalom, family. Mishpocha is a Hebrew word, means family. And we're the Mishpocha, the family with a Jewish heart, made up of Jewish and non-Jewish people, where finally the middle wall of separation between Jew and Gentile, it's finally come down to form one new man, one new species, one new humanity. And I'm going to tell you something. Most Christians aren't aware of this. But when that ancient spiritual DNA on Jewish people that are believers in Jesus merge with the New Covenant spiritual DNA on Gentiles who are on Jesus, you don't get a Jew and you don't get a Gentile. You get a new species of being. And God's been waiting a long time for this to happen. And my guest, Judy Jacobs, most of you have seen her on television and you recognize her as an anointed worship leader. But I have found out that God has gifted her in many areas, and we're going to explore it this week. Uh, Judy, uh, I want to take you back to, well, your childhood. You're, you're the baby of 12 children, and at 8, I, I understand you walked down a sawdust uh, camp meeting trail and got saved. Uh, yeah, now, that's a long time ago. Do you have any remembrance of that day? Uh, you know what? It seems like yesterday. I will never forget walking down that sawdust trail in that camp meeting long, long, long time ago. I was a baby of 12. My sister, who is a year and a couple of months older than I, uh, than I am, she had gotten saved earlier in the week uh, because my house was a stopover for missionaries and, and pastors and preachers because my mom, uh, we lived on a farm, and my mom loved to cook. She, she had a beautiful garden, so she loved to cook, and she loved to entertain, especially pastors and missionaries. That was her favorite. And so whenever the, they would come into town, they would make their way to my mom's house because she would always cook these humongous meals for them. So my sister had given her heart to the Lord earlier that week. And believe me, I saw a difference in, in her life because she didn't beat up on me as much anymore. Praise God. But I, I saw the difference in her and I thought, I want what she's got. I will never forget the, the preacher got up that night at this, because I was determined. I said, I'm going to church tonight, and I'm going to get saved. I'm going to give my heart to God tonight. I, I, and the, I kept waiting for the, the invitation. He never preached uh, to sinners. He preached to the church. Uh, and so when he got to the altar call, he says, if you're here and you want to receive the Lord, or if you have a need, come on down, and we're going to pray with you. Well, I looked at my mom, and I said, Mom, would you go down with me? I want Jesus to come into my life. We walked down that middle aisle of that of that camp meeting floor, uh, and I, I felt like all of the eyes were on me. But listen, Sid, I will never forget how it felt. I will never forget, and I know it's not always a feeling, but as an 8-year-old child, I was overcome with my emotions. I will never forget that day, that night. And I have never, ever lost that feeling. I don't want to ever get over 
my 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 uh, uh, you know commitment to giving God my life. I don't want to ever get over that feeling. I want to always remember what it was like when my sins were taken away. Even as an eight year old, I don't I don't want to ever get over it. But now a lot of people wouldn't even think this about you. But you were super shy. You loved to sing, but then when you would sing, you were so shy, you'd break down crying. But at age 12, you were filled with the Spirit of God, and everything changed. But, you know, a lot of people are filled with the Spirit of God, but you were really filled. (laughs) Explain what happened. When I was 12 years old, I got baptized in the power of the Holy Spirit. And I mean, it was powerful and it was real, Sid. I remember them picking me up as a 12-year-old, putting me in the car, getting me home. I remember my mom uh, getting me ready for bed. Now, why did she have to do that? Because I couldn't, I couldn't walk. Now, did you just feel so good or you really could not walk? No, no, no. I could not walk. The glory of God was every time I get up to try and walk, I would just fall down. And so, you know, I, of course, the culture that I grew up in and the church that I grew up in was a very powerful church. And that's, that's, that was my culture. I was in church all my life. And so it was, it was, it was, it was you know, no big deal for the group. Now, now, how long did you pray in tongues? Three days. Three days, I couldn't hardly eat, I couldn't hardly sleep, and I spoke in tongues. People would talk to me, and I couldn't talk. I would only talk in tongues. Now, were you a little afraid that you lost such control? Do you remember? (laughs) I, I, I had seen the power of God move on people's lives before. My mom was like that, but whenever she received the baptism, she went for like a week. She couldn't, she couldn't talk. And so I, I had witnessed that in my mother, my sisters, my, the people in my church. And, you know, I was around that all of my life. Sid. I was surrounded by, uh, by the glory of God, and I was, you know, seeking the Lord. That was my whole entire life. My mom grounding us in prayer. My dad showing us how to pray. My dad would get up like 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, brother, to, to pray. I guess he felt like he had to cover all of his kids, so he had to get up early in the morning <laughs> to pray. Well, he had a big family, 12. <laughs> he, he, has to, he has to get up and, and start early. <laughs> and so I was around that with the power of God. And when people would start shouting, I mean like shouting, shouting, their hair would pop like whips uh, in, 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 the, in those holiness days, you know. That's what I grew up in. And so I was very much accustomed to the power of God, so I wasn't afraid of it. This was a part of my life. This was a part of who I was. This was a part of my culture. Well, now I understand why you pack such a presence of God. Uh, your heritage, but you also paid a price. Uh, now, one of the songs you're known for, which I'll never get tired of hearing, is No God Like Jehovah. Do uh, you remember the first time you sang that? I do. Jim Sinero, who was the uh, minister uh, of music there for Benian Ministries for so many years, uh, Jamie, my husband, told um, Jim about this song. 
And he's like, I think Pastor Benny would really love this song. It's very prophetic, and it's about the coming of the Lord. I'm telling you, the place went unglued. The power of God came. Pastor Benny said, sing it again. Uh, I, you know, I can just picture, I can just picture Pastor Benny saying that. Well, I say, sing it again. No God like Jehovah. Behold, he
Now, Judy, I'm very excited about your new book. You are anointed for this. You share what you've learned over a lifetime, the secrets about the personal anointing you have and how everyone, everyone has a personal anointing and how it involves their end time assignment. And one of the things I like about your book is it's not just teaching, but then you have very anointed prayers for the people and how to step-by-step walk into their anointing. You point out how anointings change. I can't wait for people to get your book and then your two worship CDs. If someone feels down, wow, play these CDs. And (laughs) you just heard the, the, the song, No God Like Jehovah. They're all like that, available for a gift of $35. Call our order only line, one 800 447 2697. 1 800 447 2697. Judy, uh, you had a good job. Uh, you're in the banking industry, you're a bank manager, uh, but you're called to go to Bible college, called to study voice. And as a matter of fact, you heard the audible voice of God. What exactly did He tell you? God spoke to me and said, I want you to go to Lee College and study voice and ministry. I have an anointing on your life, and I want to use you for my glory and for my kingdom. And, and you know, it, it was a struggle for you, as I understand, to be able to pay your tuition in your way. But uh, you knew God called you, so you pushed. But just before your mother died, you're pondering, should you go back to school or not? You have an open vision. What I saw was people chained around their neck, chained around their, their arms, uh, their legs, their ankles, body chains. And as I saw this, I was so grieved in my spirit. And I said to God, I said, God, God what, what can I do? What can I do? And he said, speak my son's name. Speak his name. And so I begin to say, Jesus sets you free. Jesus sets you free. And as I said that, Sid, immediately chains begin to pop, just pop, pop, pop. I saw them pop off of people's neck, pop off of their bodies. From every tribe, every nation, I saw this. And uh, it seems like every time God gives me a vision, I always see nations. And so God began to show me that. And then I was so overtaken then. Now I'm crying. And the vision, I'm coming out of the vision. And God is telling me, I'm sending you to the nations. I'm sending you to the nations. And so I'm overcome so much so I can't get off the floor. So I, I, I managed to get to the phone. I call a friend. A friend comes, gets me, helps me up off the floor, gets me in the car, takes me two miles to my home. My mom comes running out of the house, unbeknowing to her what has just happened. And she, cause she knew the struggle that I was having about going back to school and finishing my degree 
and uh, and going on with uh, with, with the, the things that God had put in my heart or staying with her. So she comes out of the house, and she is screaming. She is praising God, and she's saying, you've got to go back to school. God is showing me. He is sending you to the nations. You've got to go, baby. You've got to go. And I begin to, we both fell into each other's arms, beginning to weep, knowing what was happening and knowing what really was, was coming uh, next. Now, you you were actually um, recruiting people for your college, Lee College, and, and, and people saw you and started inviting you to their congregations. Uh, and I understand a lot of miracles and manifestations of God occurred. I'm seeing people healed. I'm seeing people delivered. Demons coming out of people. I'm seeing people set free. I'm seeing marriages restored. I'm seeing people saved, filled with the Spirit. And so now I'm in a predicament because I've, I have made a commitment to this group, and, and yet I'm having all these phone calls of these people and pastors and nations calling me saying, come over here, come over here. And so I just started turning them down, and I said, no, I've made this commitment because I'm very strong when it comes to commitment. That's how I was raised. And so, and then the Holy Spirit speaks to me, and God says to me, who are you uh, to refuse what the doors that I have opened? Whenever I open a door, no man can shut it, not even you. And so I, as, as, as the Holy Spirit begins to deal with me, now I know that I have a decision I have to make. And that is when I made the decision uh, to go uh, as a soloist, uh, which was the next phase of my life. Judy, I'm going to take you to 2004. You're speaking at a woman's retreat, and God said something to you. What did you say to the woman then? He says, tell these women... I'm about to show up in my glory. I knew what the glory meant. It's, it's the heaviness of the glory of God. It's a kabod, you know. And so I told those ladies, I said, ladies, get your hands up. God just told me he's about to show up in his glory. Well, everybody got their hands up. They closed their eyes. They begin to worship. Well, I wasn't about to close my eyes. I'm thinking, God, you're going to show up in your glory? I'm going to see this. And so as I'm standing there worshiping, just like everybody else is worshiping, all of a sudden, from my right to my left, people started falling like dominoes. And what was so beautiful was how they began to fall so succinctly. It was just like someone is breathing on them, like someone is just like just blowing breath on them. And as they're blowing, is he blowing their breath? And I know it was the breath of the Holy Spirit. They begin to fall so beautifully all over that auditorium, and it's, and it's going around in a circle, and it's circling the whole auditorium. And as I'm watching this, I'm saying to the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, don't miss me. Don't forget about me. And so as he's coming around, I feel the heaviness begin to come on me. And as it does, we are all slain in the Spirit. I would say it was 45 minutes. We're, you're, you're, there's women out groaning and moaning, including me. After about 30, 45 minutes, I start hearing people start to scream, Oh, my God, it's gone. Oh, Jesus, thank you. I mean, people are like, can I use the word freaking out? 
they are freaking out all over the room. There's one lady there who, who has had a tumor on the side of her head that is the size of a, like, a, like a tennis, uh, a table tennis ball, like a table tennis ball, the little brown, white little balls. She has had this over 20 years. She's a lawyer. And she has her hair all the way back, pulled back on the side of her head, screaming, it's gone, it's gone, it's gone. She comes walking, I mean, comes up on the stage, and she says, look at my head. And her head was, it was normal. I mean, I didn't know what she was talking about, but it was totally normal. She says, I've had this growth, and she showed me the size of a, like a, like a little white tennis ball. She says, it's gone. It's been on my head for the last 20 years. Now it's gone. Supernaturally, miracles were happening all over the room. Was this the first time that something so major occurred in your ministry? So many people getting healed, so many, such a move of God's Spirit, or had that been going on before? It had been going on, but I have never—now, I didn't see that happen, Sid, really, because I was on the floor— but never in that magnitude, never in that magnitude. I have seen people get out of wheelchairs. I've seen people get out of wheelchairs and run around the building. I've seen those kind of things, but I, have, I, have, I didn't see this woman's tumor disappear. Everybody around her was screaming and losing their mind because they knew the woman, and they were rejoicing with her. But you know what? I was talking earlier about the levels of the anointing. Yes. So this was another level of the anointing that I was experiencing. Okay, let's take the person that's listening to us right now. As they read about how what you did and how you went from glory to glory or level of anointing to level of anointing, are you getting feedback that that's the keys that are causing these people that read your book to do the same? The feedback that I'm getting is people are talking about how they're walking in more boldness, confidence, and authority than they've ever walked in in their life. A lady walked up to me this morning. She says, I started reading your book last night. I'm here at a conference here. And she said, I started reading your book last night. She says, I was up early in the morning, and she's standing there crying. And she says, my life will never be the same again. I have never felt so much glory on my life as I do right now. That's, that's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing people talk about the anointing and the glory and the power and the authority of God that they are experiencing since reading this book. The anointing to pray, uh, the the anointing uh, to, to 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 worship, the the the, the determination, the, the audacity, if you will, the boldness and the authority that has risen up in them since reading this book. Because the anointing will do that. The anointing will will take you from where you are and take you to a level you've never been before. God never wants us to stay in kindergarten. I don't want to ever stay in kindergarten. I want to go from kindergarten. I want to go to first. Brother, I want to graduate with my doctorate degree. Glory to glory to glory. I don't want to stay the same the way that I was last week. I want to grow in God every single day, every single week of my life. I want more and more and more 
of his presence and glory and anointing in my life, Sid. Tell me about the tsunami vision. I love to go to the beach. My husband and I love to go to the beach on vacation. We're on the beach, and we always take a time during our vacation to set aside time to pray and to seek the Lord for our children for the year coming up year and for our ministry and for our family. And as I'm praying and even as I'm fasting on vacation, Sid, uh, I'm on the back porch of this condo. And while I'm on the back porch, I see this vision. And immediately, in the spirit, I am on the shores of the beach. It's me. It's my husband. It's my two girls. We are on the shore. And as I look, God said, look into the sea. Look into the ocean. As I looked into the ocean, I saw this humongous wall of water rising. And this water began to rise higher and higher and higher. So much so that it reached to the sky. And as it began to rise, it began to come closer and closer and closer to the shore. And so I'm standing there with my husband. And I said, oh, my goodness, sweetheart, look at that. What in the world is that? I said, oh, my goodness, that's a tsunami. And it's heading this way. It's coming toward us. And, I, and, and you know, and, and the vision, I'm seeing this coming toward the shore, and I'm thinking this is really what it looks like. And I said to him, what is this? And he starts to walk toward the water. And you have to know my husband because he's a very prophetic man of God, and he's a powerful man of God, and he's a pastor. And as he's walking to the water, he says to me, Judy, come up here with me. Come closer. And in this vision, said, we both walk toward the water that we were actually our feet are touching the, the edge of the water. And he says, look closer. And as I look closer, he said, look, Judy, that is not water. That is glory. And he said, and as he said that, I'm looking at that because the water is, the, the, the glory keeps coming closer and closer and bit by bit by bit. Now, as I'm looking at this glory that looks like a tsunami of water, I'm seeing people everywhere in the water, in the water, there is every kind of people group you can ever imagine. And they're all speaking in tongues. They're all praying in tongues. Actually, they're, they're praising God. They've got some of the most joyous smiles on their faces, and they're praising God, and they're speaking in the Spirit, talking in tongues as they're swimming. They're swimming in this water, and as they're swimming, they're, 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 they're just, just glorifying God in the Spirit realm. And I said to my husband, oh, my goodness, that's the Holy Ghost. That's the Holy Ghost of fire. That's the wind. That's the rain. That's the power of God. And I said to my husband, where is the girls? Where's Taylor? Where's Erica? And my husband said, look up. And as I, I, I raised my neck back as far as it could go, and on the very, 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 very top of the tsunami, there is my daughters surfing on top of the tsunami. They are surfing in the glory of God. And my daughters are, they are, they are just surfing and they're absolutely on top of what God is doing in the earth. And God said, that's what's coming. 
that is what you're seeing right now is the glory which I'm about to release upon the nations of the earth. And I just, I speak that right now into people's lives. Those who are listening, I say in the name of God that glory is coming to your house, that glory is coming to your children, that glory, the glory, the tsunami glory of the Holy Spirit is coming to saturate and overflood your house, your business, your family, your circumstances, and everything that is not like God is going to wash away. But you're going to find yourself not in ankle deep, not in th- not in even in your waist. You're going to find yourself swimming in the glory of God. And whenever the glory comes, I'm telling you, sickness and disease has to go. Speaking of sickness and disease going, tell me about the lady that had cancer, uh, stage four cancer, and she would, the doctor said, you'll be dead by Christmas. She comes to my meeting in, 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 in California. And she comes and she has stage four cancer. She's never been in a meeting with me. She has never been around me, but she had heard about this Native American. And so she comes into the meeting. She brings her daughter with her. She has stage four cancer. The doctor said she'll be dead by December, by Christmas. This was somewhere around September. She comes into the meeting. God begins to speak. The word of the Lord goes forth. The power of God falls. And I said, if you need a miracle, I'm hearing the God. I'm hearing God say, get up on your feet, do something you've never done before. This lady takes off and she starts running. And when she starts running, she leads the pack. <laughs> I'm telling you, scores of women get up and they start running. And as she gets up to run, her daughter starts running after her. Mama, 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 slow down, slow down, sit down, mom, you can't do this. Now, this is afterward when I hear this testimony. Because there were so many, so many things that were happening in that moment. So she's running and running and running, and she's screaming to the top of her voice, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. God touched her that day and healed her. The very next week, she goes to her doctor and she says to her doctor, I am healed. I went to this meeting. This lady was there, and she, he said, I got a word from God, and I know that God has touched my life. I want you to do another scan. The doctor says to her, please do not do this to yourself. You know what the report says. You know what the scan says. And so please don't do this to yourself. Don't give yourself false hope is what he was really saying. She says, I know what the scan says, but I've got a word from God, and I have a miracle, and I'm going to prove it to you, and God's going to prove it to you. So very reluctantly, the doctor takes another scan. Sid, the very next Sunday, she stands on the stage with her pastor. In one hand, she has the scan that says you'll be dead before Christmas. In the other hand, she had a scan that said we can't find any cancer. It is gone. The glory of God broke out. Judy, that vision that you had of the glory of God— Paint me a picture of what's going to happen when that tsunami explodes on people. I believe 
that the power of God and the glory of God is going to hit hospitals. I believe it's going to hit mental institutions. I believe it's going to hit Walmart, brother. I believe it's going to hit our schools. My children have already seen visions of what's going to happen in the hallways. Teachers are up trying to teach, and the glory of God's going to hit them as as children begin to weep and to cry. I believe we're going to be called upon. I believe people are going to have to quit their jobs in order to to help out with the, the glory of God that is being spilled over. We've already seen it in the spirit realm. I've already seen it happen in a, in, a, in, a, in a vision that God showed me on our campus. I've already seen it in the spirit realm, Sid. I believe glory is going to hit where people, these arenas that people have made for football, it's going to be filled with hungry hearts, hungry souls, wanting to be saved, wanting to be filled with the Spirit. People are going to be healed. Now, now Judy, how far off is this that you see? I believe that we are moments away from it. What's going to happen to people tomorrow when you pray for them? Tomorrow, I believe a supernatural glory of God is going to infiltrate their homes. As they listen on this radio broadcast, it's going to come through their radio, Sid, and it's going to transfer into their lives. They are going to be, I believe they're going to tangibly feel the glory and the anointing of God that's going to come on their lives, and something is going to happen. They're going to feel chains come off of them. Something is going to rise up. We call it in the book, the unction, the unction from the Holy One. I believe there's something that's going to rise up in them that's going to cause them to understand something's happening to me. I believe you're going to be flooded with phone calls, emails. I'm telling you, brother, I believe you better get ready. You're going to be, it's, your computer's going to crash. I, tell, tell me what you mean by the, the unction, the function of the unction. It is, it is, it is what I call the, the umps. It's, it's, it's what I call whenever you, whenever you feel like you can't go another step, it is what, it's what the, the glory of God and the anointing of God that rises up in you for that very moment. It's what, it's what came over Jesus when Jesus said, Father, is there any other way? Is there any other way? And Jesus said, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will. I believe at that moment that there was an unction from the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that the angels of the Lord came and comforted him and encouraged him in the Spirit. I believe David felt that same Spirit whenever the, the Amalekites came and got... I believe there is a, 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 an anointing that comes on you. David, when he's running toward the giant, it is that same unction that comes on you that says, who is this Philistine to take to talk about my God like this? And, and you know what, Judy? There are people that are just falling over, almost like playing dead as the devil tramples on them, and enough is enough. You need the anointing on her music and the book, You're Anointed for This, available for a gift of $35. Call our order-only line, 1-800-447-2697, 1-800-447-2697.
Judy, what is the anointing? The anointing is something that the Father gives that is distinctly ours and ours alone. Yet it is the same Holy Spirit, Sid, that the Holy Spirit endows all of God's children with this absolutely phenomenal gift. It is, it is the power of God to accomplish His purposes. Uh, the, the anointing, what, what, what is the anointing? It's joy, it's, it's passion, it's, it's power, it's, uh, it's, it's glory, it's confidence, it, it's, it's boldness, it's, it's uh, anointing, it makes you cry, it, it makes you laugh. Uh, there's a righteous indignation that rises up. It gives you power to preach power to sing, power to witness, power to testify. It, it gives you power to do spiritual warfare. Uh, the anointing is, is peace. It, it comes suddenly, and then sometimes it, it takes time, you know, it takes time for the. And then it is meek. It is strong. It'll get you through the rebellion of a child. Uh, uh, it'll get you through a divorce. It, it'll get you through, uh, you know, the challenge of a special needs child or or the pain of a suffering parent or loved one. And, and, but it, it is something that God gives to those who are called according to his purpose. Matter of fact, it's for everyone. It's not just for, for a, a special minister, for an evangelist. The anointing is for all of God's children. The same power, the Bible says, that raised Jesus from the dead shall also quicken our mortal bodies. It is the power of God to do the impossible. It is the power of God to do the unbelievable, the unthinkable, the undeniable. It, it is the power of God. It's the anointing of God that gets you from, from glory to glory to glory. It, it, is, it is the power of God that, that gets you off of, of, your, of your sickbed. The, the anointing can give you joy in the middle of sadness. The, the anointing can, can give you peace in the middle of a storm. Uh, the anointing will, will give you boldness to, to witness and to testify. And- Ju- Judy, if you keep that up, I'm going to start uh, almost levitating with the not in the New Age way, but in the God way. The presence of God is getting so strong in this studio. I believe people are going to be healed. I believe that people are going to receive a fresh visitation from God. I believe that people are de- that are defeated are going to start holding their head up high and walking as the child of God that, that he created them to be. Would you pray for them right now? Father God, in the name of your Holy Son, Jesus, I thank you, Lord, that your spirit comes without measure. And I'm asking you that your anointing, as I'm speaking through this phone, and as I'm speaking through these radio waves, and Father, as these waves go out through through the towers, I'm asking you that your waves will now enter, and the anointing will enter these waves, and the glory of God will begin to enter the waves, and as they go through the cars, and as they go, God, in the kitchen, and as it goes into the office, and as it goes into the hospital room, and as it goes, Lord, into wherever this broadcast is heard, from sea to shining sea, I'm asking that the anointing of 
God would begin to move upon people's lives. I'm asking you for sickness and disease to come off of them. I'm asking you, Lord, that infirmities that have held people down, Lord, diseases and sickness and depression and fear that has kept people captive for years and for decades and even for generations would fall off of them now, that it will not happen two days from now, two years from now, two weeks from now, but that as a Holy Spirit of God begins to move like water across these waves, waves of glory, waves of, of your spirit, waves of healing, waves of supernatural anointings would begin to happen. And Lord, that people would begin to feel something coming up in their spirit. They would begin to feel a release in their bodies. They would begin to move their limbs, begin to move their arms, their legs. Lord, they would begin to move their backs. And people who, are, who have been diagnosed and said that you will die, I decree and declare you will not die, but you will live to declare the wonderful works of God. I say the anointing comes and destroys every yoke and every bondage off of your life right now. That the supernatural, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, it even now quickens your mortal. There's a quickening that is happening right, ooh, ooh, right now. Right now, there's a quickening. There's a, there's a quickening that is happening right now that you're feeling. Begin to get up. Begin to move. Get off the couch. Get off the chair. Pull over on, on the side of the road. Pull over in a parking lot right now because you're experiencing the glory, and the glory is about to take over your life, and you're not going to, your physical is not going to be able to handle the spiritual. So I speak that now in the name of Jesus, that those things are coming off of you, and they will not return. This affliction shall not rise up. The second time, but I curse it in the name of God, and I say freedom to you. I say to that person who is away from God, you're coming back to the border. Your mother's been praying, your grandmother's been praying, your father, your grandfather, somebody, somebody, somebody has been praying for you. And now the Holy Spirit, the conviction of God, gets a hold of your life, and you throw down the knife, you throw down the gun, you throw down the drug, you throw down, you cancel the drug deal. In the name of Jesus, Jesus sets you free. Those chains are broken off of your life now, and Jesus sets you free. Jesus sets you free. I see right now the thing that is coming against you know, there's a brain tumor right now that's being healed in the name of Jesus. I, I, I speak to the asthma and I speak to the lungs and I say, I say in the name of God, you don't belong in that body. That body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now breathe. Breathe in the abra, the, abra, the breath of God. The breath of God right now rises up in you and you're breathing the, the very breath of heaven. The very breath of heaven is breathing out of your nostrils. And you're breathing in. And you're breathing out. And you're breathing in. And you're breathing out. Move that leg. I speak to those muscles, those tendons. And I say in the name of God, be 
free to be free. Be free to be free in Jesus' name. In the name of the Lord, your calling and your election now is sure. There's no more fear. There's no more doubt. You walk in your purpose. You walk in your calling. And you walk with your head back, your shoulders up, your back straight, and your legs are strong. And you will walk now, and you will not grow weary. You will run, and you will walk in the faith and in the anointing of God into a new level, into a new realm, saith the Lord. There is a new realm and a new destiny that I'm taking you into, my child. Do not be afraid of the doors that I will open for. I will open doors that no man can shut, and I will shut doors that no man can open, for I have ordained this day, saith the Lord. It is not by coincidence, but it is my time and my season for you, my child, and I have picked you out for this glory to be released into your life. Now, I believe that people are going to be saturated with that glory as you start singing from Isaiah 61, you are prophesying their future. God is upon me. He's placed his anointing on me to encourage the poor, release the bound, preach recovery of sight to the blind. In his name we declare this is the day for your Now, Judy, uh, there are people that listen to your music over and over and over again. Tell me about the woman that was working the night shift. Well, let me just say this. The devil is constantly lying to us, Sid, telling us that we are all alone, that this thing is, is not real. He tells you he tells you that God's word is not true, but one thing we need to understand is that when the devil speaks, he speaks his native language, which is a lie. Jesus said, I will never leave you or forsake you. I will go with you always, even to the end of the world. 
And so it, it, it comes down to, you know, that uh, it, this young girl was was uh, was working at a, a at a restaurant, a little small restaurant, and she was doing the night shift. But she loves the my CD. There's no God like Jehovah. So every time when she was assigned the the night shift, she would always take my CD. There's no God like Jehovah. And that was her favorite song. Out of all the songs on the CD, that was her favorite. So she put it on in the back, and she put it on repeat. So the whole time that, uh, that she's working the night shift, like, you know, three, three or four hours, five hours, she's got this song playing it continuously. It got to be pretty late when it was closing time, and a man walks into the, the little uh, ice cream restaurant, and he says to her, are you here by yourself? And she, you know, very shyly says, well, no, uh, since and something is up. She says, no, someone's in the back. And he said, no, there's not. I've been watching this store for the last two hours. Nobody has come in and nobody has gone out. I know that you're here by yourself. And he says to her, said, I'm going to do to you what I want to do to you. He takes her by the arm. He drags her to the back. Now, you've got to know that, that uh, you're not alone. You've got to know that God's going to do something, send something. Something's going to happen in the spirit realm. So this is a Holy Spirit-filled young lady. So the guy throws her down on the floor, and, he, and, he, and he's, he's about to do something to her. All of a sudden... It's, she said it sounded like the music came up stronger, and it was right at that very point where I'm saying in the song, there's no God like Jehovah, there's no God like Jehovah. And all of a sudden, the man rises up and says, what is that I hear? She said, that's a Holy Spirit-filled song because I am a Holy Ghost-filled young woman. He said, oh, I've got to get out of here. I don't mess with Holy Ghost. She, he said, I've got to get out of here. So he gets up and runs out. And you've got to know that the anointing of God, she said, came in that room. That music went up to another degree, <laughs> and something happened that, that, was, that was just not uh, corresponding with him and his, and his rage. And the Holy Ghost got a hold of him, and he had to get out. And I'm telling you, you are never alone. With the Holy Spirit beside you and the anointing of God in you, he said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And I love the Amplified. I will never, 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 never will I leave you, he says. And we have to be assured that when the devil tells us that, he is lying. We have to fill our house with music that's going to— uh, Speaking of filling our house with music, Judy, I have prophetic friends that say so many young people are getting into uh, the type of music they're getting into, pornography, new age uh, witchcraft, I mean, in droves. And believers are going to have to pray for deliverance. And as a matter of fact, I believe there's such an anointing on your song, My Deliverer, that some people listening right now will get free.
We are so close to return the Messiah. How do I know this? He told me in a dream three times. He said, I'm coming back soon. I'm coming back soon. I'm coming back soon. That's why I'm so excited about Judy Jacobs music and her brand new book. You are anointed for this because it's not just a book telling how Judy does it. That would be nice, but it's a how to 
book, What is the Anointing? And how you step by step, not walk necessarily in Judy's anointing, but walk in your unique anointing. We're making the book and the two Judy Jacobs music CDs available for a gift of $35. This is the Shabbat broadcast. Let me pray over you. The Lord is blessing you. He already has. You have to recognize this. The Lord has already blessed you right now. The Lord has already smiled at you right now. The Lord has already surrounded you with his favor right now. The Lord has already gifted you right now. The Lord has already brought you your shalom and your anointing right now in the name of the Sar Shalom, the Prince of Peace, Yeshua HaMashiach Tzikenu, Jesus the Messiah. Our righteousness. To hear this week's interview or watch archives of our television show, It's Supernatural, visit our website at www.sidroth.org. That's www.sidroth.org. To receive a complimentary copy of our bi-monthly teaching newsletter, materials catalog, or information about becoming Mishpucha or Chalitzim, write to me, Sid Roth, Post Office Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. To place a credit card order, call anytime, 1-800-447-2697. For all other calls, the number is 704-943-6500. That's 704-943-6500. For a CD of this week's broadcast, send a donation to Sid Roth. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H, Post Office Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278.